Hi, I'm Mo, and I did not throw turkeys from those helicopters. And I'm TJ, and my Thanksgiving, my Thanksgiving Day coup was a complete failure, and now I'm not welcome at my aunt's house for Christmas. Damn. That yeah. sucks. Anyway, and this is... It's still new to us, damn it! Welcome to It's Still New to Us, damn it. I'm Mo, he's TJ, and we are here on a quest to watch every movie ever made so we can be invited to parties. That's right. Yes. I hear it helps with vitality, too. Oh, really? Virality. Virality? Yeah. That's I think cool. that's like ability to have kids. I don't fucking know. Oh. Something I don't have to worry about. That's true. I have a vasectomy when I was 12, so I'm good. Terrific. Yes. Forward thinking. Thank you. Um, <laughs> hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving. How was yours? Mine was good. There was no yelling, so that's great. That's good. You know. I immediately opened mine up with, so who'd we vote for? <laughs> Went over well. Yeah. Yeah. Like it always does. Because politics is not about debating or saying who's right and who's wrong. It's about family. And about being louder than the other person. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, we're uh, heading toward the end of 2022, which is wild to think. Yeah. But with a new year comes a new season. And a new season three. Season three of It's Still New Us, Damn It. That's right. Exactly. That's a good try. I right? think I'm going to try to get a theme song. We can do that. I think I can pay somebody on fire to give us a theme song. We but can make one. I don't think we can make one. We're sure not music we talented. We can't do that. <laughs> you just parody something. We'll figure it out. Don't you worry. Know. Don't you worry. We'll think. I feel of like something. I said pay a guy on Fiverr. The first version he sends me, that's the one we're doing. No Who? matter what. On Fiverr. Is that an app? Yeah. That's how I got the. That's how I got the cover art. Oh. Yeah. They'll make songs. Yeah. You just pay a person online, and oh. they'll just do whatever you want them to do. Oh, yeah. this internet is fascinating. I know. Yeah. Very very. But good. I think though, if I if we do it. I'm gonna find somebody, pay him to do it, and the first, the first song, that's it. That's that's our theme song. No matter how bad or good it is or weird it is, that that's it. The rough draft is the rough the draft. Final that's draft. it. That's it. All right, that's the, not bad. The draft they sent me, that's gonna be our theme song. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Even if they do it completely wrong, if that's gonna be our theme. Fuck song. it, I'm down. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, today's our little mini sode where we recap season two and rank our movies from that season, and then we preview. Our next batch of movies. Yes. And I hopefully this one's better than the ones we did before. So I'm going to be honest with you, I, I kind of forgot the movies we did. Mm-hmm. Maybe because we took so long to do this season, because we just kept on beginning to record. <laughs> There's some truth to that, I'm sure. But yeah. I think, uh, you know, maybe when you pick period pieces and music biopics, you're kind of dooming yourself. That's true. I mean, nothing wrong since we... with some of these movies, but, yeah, you know... Maybe they weren't exactly in our wheelhouse. But that's okay. We're broadening our horizons. Yes. We're becoming more cultured than we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all that matters. That's true. Um, yeah, without further ado, I guess we can jump right into the rankings. How would you, I guess uh, I guess you kind of touched on it, but overall, would you rank this batch of movies better or worse than the first six? I would say worse. Because the yeah. first six, I mean, they were interesting. I think they were way better movies. Cause Clifford we did, was there. Clifford was there. That's true. Clifford was good though. I would say I watch. I would watch Clifford more than like three of these movies. That's fair, actually. Yeah. You know, I think it's. Um, I think it's kind of like these movies as a whole were probably more competent. Yeah. As a whole, than the first season. Mm-hmm. But the first season was definitely more memorable. I would say so. And that's where you have rewatchability, in my opinion. That's it's true. Something you know, a bad movie can be bad where I don't ever want to see this again, or bad where it's like, that was actually fun to watch. It was so bad. Yeah. I would say, like, 
of all these movies, only one I would watch again. I think we probably share that opinion, yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we can go through right now uh, from six on, and we can share our opinions. Um, again, it's kind of five now because Michael messed up and watched the wrong movie. That yes, I week. messed up and watched the wrong but movie. But yeah. that's okay. We forgive him. But without uh, without further ado, where would you put number... What was your uh, bottom of your list? Okay, bottom of list. Number six would be England is, England is Mine because I didn't watch it. So that's oh, okay. All right. Week. That's funny. Mine was Last Days. Really? Because I didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I have nothing to comment on about England or uh, Last Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same for England is Mine. Interesting. All right. What do you have at number five? Number five would be Last Days. Number five for me would be England is Mine. Yeah. I, I feel like I can speak on Last Days and England is Mine when I say that these were bland movies. Yeah. That really just don't have any rewatch, rewatchability. They don't. I, w- I would say, like, while we were talking about England is Mine and Last Days, I would say Last Days is probably the most artistic of the other one. Because mm-hmm. at least, I guess Gus Van Zandt tried to be artistic in his ways of, of doing it, of, of trying to send a message of what real drug addiction is like and that uh, idolism is stupid. And things like that. So at least he, he tried to do that. At least what we think it is. Or maybe do we just want to perceive it as that. So that's right. why he, the reason why he made the movie like that. Well, both things can be true. It can be, have some artistic integrity and still be not a lot of fun to watch. That's true, right? yeah. yeah. That's true. Okay, so what did you have at number four? Number four, I have Sense and Sensibility. I have Sense and Sensibility as well. Yeah. Really, con- really well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Beautifully shot, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, acting's great. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's boring. It's just, we're just watching a movie. We're watching, like, a, we actually went to an art museum when we went to Chicago. Yeah. And I would say that was more exciting to watch than the actual watch of Sense and Sensibility. Because I don't have to sit there for two hours while watching a, a painting. You know, I can sit there, like, stand there for a minute, appreciate it, and then walk away. For Sense and Sensibility, I had to, stay, I had to wait there for two and a half hours. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm uh, lockstep with you on that one. It was a very well-made movie but it's again it's not one i'm going to return to yeah and uh there was no real intrigue in it yeah you know what i mean yeah no real hook yeah okay would you have a number three the english patient all right yeah i had dangerous liaisons Ah. yeah i know go ahead though okay so i have dangerous dangerous liaisons number two i found like English patient was good, you know. It wasn't as bad as Seinfeld has told me about it, or like mm-hmm. any other movie list of ranks like the worst Academy Award winners, the best picture of all time. You know, it was good. Um, I didn't really like the main relationship of uh, Christine C- Scott Thomas's character and Ralph Fiennes' character. I didn't really like that. Um, I, don't know, I feel like some lines were like super cheesy, and it's like I didn't like that at all. So. Sure. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I had English Patient at number two, but to be honest with you, it just barely edged out Dangerous Liaisons. I actually enjoyed both of them a lot. I'll probably never return to them. But to me, they both had intrigue. They both had great action, great direction, great uh, mise-en-scene. Mise-en-scene. Yeah, it was kind of a toss-up between those two. I did like the... um, political intrigue from Dangerous Liaisons a lot. It was fun watching Glenn Close and John Malkovich be, you know, like these... Terrible to each other. Yeah. Terrible to each other and, <laughs> and frankly, the people, people around yeah, them. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I guess English Patient just, uh, again, I think I went in with the Seinfeld expectations and, you know, it actually hooked me and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think Dangerous Asian had the hook that Sense and, Sense and Sensibility was missing, you know, because yeah, it absolutely. had the drama and the, and the sexiness and everything else. But also, that movie is also well-acted and well-shot, well so yeah. Yeah, 100%. But of course, once again, since uh, Dangerous Asian is not a Jane Austen novel, and Jane Austen is from a different period, of course, so was Dangerous Asian, but Jane Austen was English, who were more, I want to say, less sexy, but maybe less, uh, more prudish than the French were. Sure. Maybe, yeah. Um, um, Protestant, yeah. I'd say. Sure. More Protestant than the French are. Sure, that works. Definitely. Yeah. In the way they write romantic tales and novels and stuff like that. Right, the, the, sensi- the sensibilities of the time yeah. might have been different. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. And then I, I would say far and away, number one, I think we agree, far and away, in my opinion, would be Love and Mercy. Yeah, Love and Mercy was the best. Which is also, interestingly, not a Jane Austen novel. No, it's not. Uh, It was based on the life and times of Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. This is a movie, and the only movie of these six that I will return to, I think. I would rank this among my favorite music biopics. I thought it was very well acted. I loved the two concurrent storylines, to be honest with you. I thought it actually worked really well. John Cusack is a national treasure, mm-hmm. and Paul Dano is a great actor. Yeah, himself. I would agree with mostly everything you say there. You know, it was greatly acted, greatly written. I mean, it, we felt more emotions for both characters when Paul Dano was playing young Brian Wilson and started losing his mind, and then we see the aftermath of John Cusack and then trying to regain his life. Right. And it tells so little about the whole Beach Boys story. Yeah. I think that's actually its biggest strength. It doesn't fall into that walk-hard trap. Yeah, I think that's the problem with most music biopics, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, they tell you the whole story. But even though, like, it does... Some films do that well. Body Holly story. Um, Rocket Man, I really like that much. Especially Rocket since that adds a new element of musical to it. So that's that something good. else to it. Yeah, but I feel like if you s- stick to a certain point in time during an artist's career... That's like the best way to do a music biopic because like we when we watched um, I know we lost, you watched England is mine. That's the beginning of Morrissey, beginning of the Smiths, yeah. and we weren't really interested in that. We don't really want to hear like it's like new Star Wars, right? We don't care how Han Solo got his name, or we don't care how like they got their plans for the Death Star, right? Right. We just care about the main story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if England's mine was the story about the Smiths. That would have been interesting. We would like that more. And if that's days. I don't know, last days could have worked, you know, towards the period of 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 Kurt Cobain's last days and his life, you know. But maybe we want to see how that how like how that happened, or like how it really like maybe I don't know. I don't know really how to fix the film because I think the film did what it was supposed to do. Then it doesn't need fixing. Yeah. At this point, it just comes down to personal preference. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, that's another one that doesn't fall into that walk hard trap. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed Love and Mercy, though. I thought that them focusing on the Pet Sounds uh, studio time and then the yes. emancipation from um, his doctor. Yeah. Those were two really vital times in Brian Wilson's life. Yeah. It was a great time to focus on on him and his story uh, without, like, you know, martyrizing him or, you know... Yeah, it really or, shows him him being a real human. Right. They don't um, vilify him. Yeah. Or make him out to be some yeah, angel. Some, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, great movie. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly recommend that one. Yeah. Maybe the problem I had with, with Last Days because they didn't really humanize Kurt Cobain. It was basically, I mean, he wasn't really being human, but that could also be another thing about drug addiction. It basically, you just become less human. You become a, it's a walking person that goes through, through on life until you die. Yeah. So that could be it also. 
Could but, be. Yeah. But I feel like I felt more of a human connection with Brian Wilson while watching the movie. Sure. Yeah. Understood. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So that was season two. Definitely not the best season. Hopefully this one's better. Hopefully we like these movies more. So well, hopefully we made it enjoyable. Yeah. Hopefully we did. Um, if we didn't, get your own podcast. Yeah, get your own podcast, okay? Or listen to the other better ones, like Blink Check. Yeah, there's or, tons of them. We Watchables, or I Haven't Seen This, which is not which is not our podcast, because there's another podcast that's out there that we did not check that had the same name. But <laughs> Go check one of them out. Yeah, yeah. go check one of them out, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing listening to this. Yeah. They're successful, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, so let's go on to the new batch of films, shall we? Sounds good. Let's go. Okay, so you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first, and I picked a trio of movies from a director I've always flirted with. I've seen a handful of movies, Mm -hmm. but never the full bunch. I have seen Eraserhead and Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And actually, that's probably it. But I chose three David Lynch movies uh, that I'm excited to dive into. I have, first, from 1980, The Elephant Man, Mm -hmm. which stars Anthony Hopkins of Silence of the Lambs and Transformers, The Last Night. Mm Mm-hmm. John Hurt, Midnight Express, and Mr. Forbush and the Penguins, and Anne Bancroft from To Be or Not To Be, and Demetrius and the Gladiators. Synopsis for this one, a heavily disfigured man proves to society that he is, in fact, not an animal, but a man. Okay. My second one is Dune from 1980, starring Francesca Annis from Wives and Daughters and Crawl. Leonardo Semino, I think that's how you'd say it, from The Monster Squad and Hudson Hawk. Uh, Monster Squad's awesome. That is an awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. Brad Dourif, The Exorcist 3, and Child's Play 3. And the synopsis of this one, of course, it's based on the famous novel um, by... Wait, isn't like... Isn't, like, Sting in that movie, and also, uh... There's a whole, there's a huge cast. I, oh. mean, I just listed the first three that were on Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people. Kyle McLaughlin's it, film debut is it, in that movie. Yeah, he's the lead in that. Sting's in it. Um, I think more other people. Oh, yeah, uh, Patrick Stewart's in it. Oh, terrific. Yeah. I'm not aware. I, I, don't, I know nothing about it. I've owned the Dune books for over a year I watched, now. like, the first maybe 15 minutes of it, then I stopped watching. The old one or the new one? Uh, old one. Okay, but you have not seen its entire. No, I've not. All right, good. Mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't seen the new one. I read the first chapter of the first book, but that's it. Yeah. Um, I plan to get to it one day. Um, one day could be today. I could force you to read the whole entire book for the could, podcast. Man, they say it's very hard to get into because it's so lore heavy. Yeah. Which is normally fine. I, I don't typically seek out like fantasy's never been my thing. Yeah. I, I always so. thought it was. I thought it was like. Um, because of its legend, I always thought it was just science fiction, which I'm a big science fiction guy. When you mix fantasy into it, it kind of kind of loses me. I'm Star Wars, like for the most part, is fine, but some of it I don't care about. Yeah. Um, things like Lord of the Rings, I never really cared about. I don't know. Game yeah. of Thrones, I only liked because of the political entry. Anyway, Dune is based on the uh, the book by uh, Frank Herbert. Um, about two, I believe, two powerful royal families fighting over a desert planet uh, amidst a sci-fi fantasy backdrop. Simple as that. We'll leave it there. And then finally, because you you screwed me and saw Blue Velvet, I have Wild at Heart from 1990, starring Nicolas Cage, uh, famous for Leaving Las Vegas and Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Awesome. Laura Dern, Jurassic Park, and Dr. T and the Women. Uh, that's, um, that's a Robert Altman film. 
That's oh, insane. is it? Yeah. Oh, it's know, really yeah. weird. I've seen it. It's about um, Richard Gere's a gynecologist, and he oh. it's like a romantic comedy. Oh. And then all of a sudden, the very film, like a twister happens, and he's out in like a desert. And that's the end of the movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It was really weird. All right. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also stars Willem Dafoe of Spider-Man 3 and Mississippi Burning. Yeah. Yeah. And synopsis for that, two young lovers, Lula and Sailor, hit the road to evade a series of assassins hired by Lula's mother. Simple as that. Yeah. So those are my three. Cannot wait to see more Willem Dafoe. I think we got a lot of Willem Dafoe in these podcasts. Willem Dafoe rocks. Yeah. He's a big fan, yeah. Maybe we should change it to the Willem Dafoe Award instead of the Red Buttons MVP. We can consider it. We can consider it, yeah. Yeah. Because truthfully, we've only seen one Red Buttons MVP, and that was for the old podcast. That we messed up on. So, <laughs> did we not ever release uh, "They Shoot Horses"? Don't. No, we did. We released all of them, and then we didn't record for six months, and then we uh, then we changed, decided to change everything after we found out those podcasts called. Mm, yeah, that's right. After we found out Scott Ackerman has a podcast called Scott hasn't seen it, and so then we changed the name to "It's Still Us, Damn It." That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm ignoring like every advice on the podcast book I got from the McAvoy brothers. So this is not about know. giving other people like yeah. Like how do, how do you do a podcast? They actually wrote a book like how do you start a podcast? Mm-hmm. I did not read it all the way. That's okay. And I was like like all the advice they're giving me, I'm ignoring it. I'm fuck just going, yeah, that's fine. Hey, okay. don't fuck the McAvoy brothers. They're awesome. How dare you? Oh, sorry. Okay, apologize to all. Of them. Hey, but, you're you're saying fuck them too by not listening to their advice. Okay, I am, but. Because I'm just lazy. No, you're out here hawking ever other people's goods. That's true. We should be like, hey, donate to our patron. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Because we don't. No. We want what awards we're gonna give. We don't have any. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's exciting, Tease. I cannot wait. I actually want to watch the John. The, what was the second John Hurt movie you told me? You said like it was the first one was Elephant Man. Okay, Elephant Man. Like what? Oh, his Mr. Uh, Mr. Forbush and the Penguin. I actually want to see Mr. Forbush and the Penguin. I have no idea what it's about. But it sounded like a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Fun, fun movie. Okay, so for my movies, I had to, I had to decide. Because I was like, should I torture TJ or not torture TJ? So I thought, really bad 90s kid movies. We were going to watch Pippi, Stock, uh, Pippi Longstocking. Mm-hmm. I had to decide between the live action and the animated one. But I decided not to do that. Then I decided, what if I wa- make you watch like the worst movie? Not the worst movies, like really bad movie. Really some movies that are terrible, like Solo, 100 Days of Sodom. Um, what was the other one I made you want to watch? I forget, but yeah. A Serbian film. A Serb- not those, but yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Great. I thought, nah, I won't do that. I'll do that later. I thought, it is the holiday season. It's the holiday all. seasons, you know. Decided not make you watch movies where people rape each other and do that. That's great. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, then I decided anime movies. Like, yeah, I have some anime movies, movies we can watch. But then I decided... Wait a minute, Michael. What's you love watching movies by decades? So what movie decades have you not done? Which are a lot of them. So I took a wheel of every year, every decade that Fit Cinema has been around. Um, I believe nineteen twenties to now, and I spun it, and we chose the twenty tens. Terrific. So we're gonna watch the best movie of the twenty tens, the most eh movie of the twenty tens, and then the worst movie of the twenty tens. Based on what? Based on basic criteria of everybody, like. The best movie of the 2010s, that's subjective. You can't really decide that. So is every other movie. Uh, like, the best, the worst, the man. So I decided, so I looked online, saw, like, best 10 list of 2010s, you know, and I chose the movies that had, like, the most mentions of them. Okay. And so 
the movie I found is called Moonlight. Moonlight, released in 2016, directed by Barry Jenkins, uh, which he has not directed a lot, but a lot of it has not been bad. Uh, he directed If Beale Street Could Talk and The Underground Railroad, the Amazon series, which is really did not get a lot of attention, but has been critically acclaimed. Like, hmm. it's one of the things that Amazon has plopped on. It's like, oh, here's The Underground, here's The Underground Railroad by a man who won the Academy Award. But then, but then they'll, they'll promote the Ring of Power show. Yeah. Like, everyone, all Lord of the Rings fans are going to flock to see that show. Yeah. Maybe promote this other one. It sounds yeah. like it's good. I mean, it's, like, amazing. Whatever. Yeah. He also wrote it, so he's an auteur. Oh, auteur. Auteur, Barry Jenkins. Very yes. cool. Uh, Signed, Trevante Rhodes, Bird Box, and the 2008 version of The Predator. Two, sorry, 2018 version of The Predator, called The Predator. Okay, yeah. Uh, Andre Holland, Soma, and Mirko at St. Anna, a uh, Spike Lee joint. Mmm, nice. Janelle Monet, Hidden Figures, Welcome to Marwin, the Robert Zemeckis uh, doll movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. We gotta do more Robert Zemeckis films. That's what maybe we should do next. Cause he, Not bad, actually, yeah. Because, like, he is, like, the most famous, like, one of the most famous, like, commercial directors of all time. Like, he directed Back to the Future, um, a lot of other hits. Let's see, he did, um, oh, yeah, he did Castaway, he did Forrest Gump, he did all yeah. those films. But also, he decided to go into, like, 3D imagery and, like, really play with, uh, you know, like, Christmas Carol and, um, and the Polar Express, you know, all those creepy... Could be 3D uh, images. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that would be interesting. But for right now, we're focused on this. Uh, Aston Saunders, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And uh, Captive State, a movie I've not heard of. Uh, Jah- uh, sorry, I pronounced this wrong. Jahal Jerome, J-H-A-R-R-E-L, Jerome. Uh, also, a lot, in a lot of great films. Uh, Sheila and the Spage, which I've seen some of, which is actually really good on, on Amazon. And the Eva Devonay, I believe, what did she direct? I forgot what she directed, but she directed a whole bunch of stuff. Um, directed a TV series, TV miniseries called When They See Us. Okay, it's really good. Naomi Harris, Skyfall. She plays uh, the new Mrs. Pennyworth. What, what's her name? Miss uh, the secretary of the Money Penny. Miss Money Penny. She plays the new Miss Money Penny in mm-hmm. all Sky film, in all the James Bond films. Yeah, she's good. And Rampage. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Cool. And, of course, uh, sorry if I pronounced his name wrong again, Marsala Ali, M-A-H-E-R-S-H-A-L-A, uh, known from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Eternals. And season three of True Detective. That's true, yes. Okay, so the plot of Moonlight is a young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood. Terrific. So this is exciting because, like, Moonlight won the best picture. Of course, it's famous for having that one screw up that happened where they thought La La Land won. That's right. And then they said, "Oh no, Moonlight won." Who and was that? That was uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Wow, it's yeah. Tall himself. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually really exciting. I own it, so now I get a chance to watch it, and hopefully, hopefully it lives up to the hype, man. So, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because this has like been on like mostly. Every top ten list I saw, you know, it wasn't number one, but some of it was number one, some of it was in the top ten. So it's exciting. Right know? on, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so the second film is the most, is, okay, not the most meh film. So decide this one. This one's hard. This one's hard to figure out, because how do you decide most meh films of the 2010s? Luckily, Vulture decided to make every movie, ev- every movie in the 2010s, all 5,279 of them. 
Now, fortunately, the most man movie of the 2010s was called Draft Day. But unfortunately, TJ has already saw it, so we cannot watch it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Fortunately, that has Griffin Newman, Griffin Newman of Blink Check on it. So that's thanks. But well, we decided to do another one because 5,279 divided by 2 is 2,639.5. So we round up. So the second most meh movie of all time is Maplethorpe. In 2018, directed by Andy Timnor. Timon, sorry if I can't pronounce the name, her name right. Uh, O-N-D-I-T-I-M-O-N-E-R. Uh, she produced Dig, the documentary about uh, the Dandy Warhols and the Brian Jones Towns Massacre. Yeah, I heard that's really great. And also she directed Brand, A Second Coming, a movie about Russell Brand. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, he's kind of like a big deal. like. A, yeah, in, in Britain he's he? huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Written by Miko Alani, uh, the, once again, never heard of him either. Uh, only directed, only wrote a few films uh, before The Animal People and The 33. Don't really know how good those are. And also Andy Timoni, Timona. Uh, starring, the main star right now is Matt Smith, as you know from Doctor Who and Morbius. The classic Morbius. That's right. And this film chronicles the career of photographer Robert Maplethorpe from his rise to fame in the 70s to his death in 1989 at the age of 42. I can't wait till he says it's Thorpin time. It's Thorpin time. Do they actually say it's Morbin time? No. 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 I know we actually saw an interview with him. He asked that question. Like, do they say it's Morbin time? My favorite favorite meme, though, from this past... From the whole Morby, Morbin Time era, yeah, was when Sony actually re-released the movie after all the memes went viral, thinking that they could capitalize on something, and no one showed up. Yeah, no. And someone tweeted, "All right, Sony, sorry about that. We were all busy that weekend. Just release it one more time, <laughs> and we'll go see it." That was good. Uh, that's good. Okay, now it is time for the worst movie of the 2010s. Now this one had like a lot of competitors. I think it was like Jack and Jill. It was uh, a lot of Adam Sandler films. A lot of Adam Sandler films. But I decided that's maybe too easy, and also I don't want to put myself to that at all. Yeah. I don't want to watch Jack and Jill or, like, any of those movies. Yeah, I don't either. I don't want to watch Cats. You know, it's just, it's going to be bad. So I decided to choose a film that I've heard of, but I never really watched. It's called, it's called United Passions. It's considered one of the worst movies ever made, especially in 2010s. has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yes. It's about... Okay, so it's directed by Frédéric Abontin. He didn't really direct much. Like, he's mostly known for, like, maybe plays or directed small parts in movies and stuff like that. Mm Short films. So I didn't get much on him. Um, Written by Frédéric Abontin and Jean-Paul Dufino. Okay. Yeah. So he's an auteur. Arthur. But unfortunately, he made this movie. Damn. So, uh, this is some really famous stars, though. Starring Gerard Debardieu, who's a very famous French actor, uh, uh, Saint-Nord de Bergerac, and also in a movie called Bogus, where he plays an imaginary friend of a child whose parent is Ruby Goldberg. Wow. Yeah. Sam Neill, Jurassic Park, and Jurassic World mm-hmm. Dominions. And Tim Roth of Reservoir Dogs and Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2001 version. Yes. <laughs> Yes, who could forget? I still love how Kevin Smith like, says, like, you stole my idea. It's a joke, and then Tim Burton yeah. was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Burton came out swinging. Yeah. That is a great story, though. So, yeah, so the plot follows the passing of 
the FIFA baton through three association presidents. That's that movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know all about this movie. Yeah. I've not seen Jules... So it's him playing Seth Blatter. Tim Roth is Seth Blatter. Yeah. So Jules Mehmet, Jahu Havilang, oh and Seth Blatter. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not a FIFA historian here. Yeah. But I know that Seth Blatter was a super corrupt piece of shit. Yeah. And... I'm pretty sure that they're the re- he's kind of the reason that the World Cup that's going on right now is in is Qatar. It Qatar? Yeah. yeah, it's in Qatar. Um, and like FIFA for years apparently has had the reputation of going to these you know countries, kind of bankrupting them to make these stadiums. Yeah, and, like in China. And right, like, they get this little surge of you know in the economy from yeah. the World Cup, and then after that, it's Beijing, a giant Brazil, burden. and then they all just leave. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then just left to rot basically. And and. I know about this movie, I think, from maybe John Oliver. In, yeah. in fact, while we're plugging other people, go watch John Oliver last weekend or last week tonight. Yes. Um, but he did a whole story about FIFA back when the FBI, of all people, busted Set Blatter. Um, and they released this movie to like totally whitewash their history. And yeah. Make it look like. They're know, heroes. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. This is I exciting. cannot wait to watch it. What's it called again? United Passions. United Passions. Oh, my God. What a propaganda piece. I know. I that's wait. why I chose it because that's like the one that's mostly not known. Good call. Yeah. So I am actually excited about that because we could have watched like a lot of other movies, but I'm like, no. We could watch like Movie 43, the Emoji Movie. Stuff like that. Avatar Last Airbender. But those are like the most famous bad movies. I'm talking about like United Passions. Like people have heard of it. Maybe people have probably forgotten about it. They're like, yeah. oh, whatever. But this is like, I don't know if this is going to be like a funny bad movie or it's going to be just like a bad, bad movie. Oh, but I have man. no idea what it's going to be like. So that's I'm why here I for it. it either way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about these movies. I'm excited yeah. about the Mablethorpe movie now than I was even the Draft Day movie. Because after reading a book. About uh, the rise of uh, punk mu- uh, punk music and how it started and everything, and he's in it, nice. so I'm excited to do that because we're gonna get like Patty Smith, we're gonna get all the poets that yeah. then back then. We may get some Lou Reed, I'm not sure, but let's see what happens. Terrific! All right, yeah. All right, so, let us spin the wheel and see what it is. Here see we... what episode one of season three will bring us. Go. Oh, baby. Doom, baby. Oh, baby. I was so excited for Get this Get ready for weird special effects and I confusing plots. Love, I love weird special effects and confusing plots. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Terrific. So that's our next film. Hope you guys enjoyed this season. If you didn't... Uh, Again, so, there's 20 other was, podcasts. 20, there's like a million other podcasts with two white guys talking about movies. You can listen to any one of them. Right. They probably have two microphones recording instead of the one we got. And they'll probably have ads playing. Yeah. So fuck yourself. Yeah. No, don't do that. We love you. Yeah. We don't have ads. No ads. No ads. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm Mo, and I, I lied. I was the one who actually dropped those turkeys from the helicopter. You son of a bitch. Yeah. And uh, I'm TJ, and I need a new car after mine was, my windshield was shattered, uh, and my chassis was shattered by a falling turkey from a helicopter. Yeah. All right, see ya. Hope you guys like spice. Bye. Adios. Let's have Robert Mitchum play us out. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate us. If you don't like this podcast, then get out of here. Get. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, Facebook at It's Too Near Us, and Twitter it underscore damn it. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy next time.